live. All right, it says we're going live. I think there's always a bit of a delay. Let me see if it's showing up on my phone. Yep, it is, it's happening. Oh my God, that's so weird to watch me <laughs> on the screen. Hey, mom. Hello there. <laughs> How are you today? I'm doing great. Good, 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 good. Hello, everyone and anyone who is watching this with us right now or anyone who is watching this sometime in the future, as hopefully most of you know by now, my name is Sydney Robolata. I'm the co-creator of Body I Love You, which is a six-week course that trains body love, or really what I like to say is it just kind of trains you to unlearn how to hate your body, um, as well as a co-creator of this community to really share in just our common struggles and just normalizing and connecting with fellow women and humans who struggle with the same insecurities and all the same stuff. Today is very exciting. And then I have my mom on this live stream today. I'm going to be interviewing her. Some of the things we're going to get into is like generational trauma is something that we talk about in Body I Love You a lot. Um, the mother-daughter bond and experience and what that means for body love. And we're going to get into a bunch of that stuff. But first, mom, I would love an introduction from you. Okay, yes. Hi, <clears throat> my name is Debbie Centel. Um, I'm the wife of Don Centel and the mother of Sydney Centel, known as Robolata now, and Taylor Centel, and the grandmother of two amazing grandchildren. Um, unfortunately, they're on the other side of the country, so I don't get to see them as much as I'd like to. Um, I... I, by nature, am just a very creative person. You know, I've been a, a hairdresser, um, architectural drafts person, um, crafts up paintings, you know, everything I do. You know, all my friends call me a jack of all trades, you know. <laughs> and um, so I enjoy doing stuff like that. And my kids always had the best uh, projects. <laughs> in school. That's for damn sure. <laughs> <laughs> to the point that I would have to tell you, like, can I do some of yeah. this, please? <laughs> well, I mean, the cool thing is that anytime I want to do anything, I know that I have the supplies in the house, right? Yeah, yeah. for sure. So, and then I spent... Um, uh, several years as a fitness instructor um doing both my my latest was pilates but i you know taught spin and and was um just very involved in i was fortunate enough to be able to be very involved in um my children's activities their um their schools um you know i was a always, you know, room mom or in charge of this or on the board of this or, or whatever. So um, that's how I, you know, I wanted to spend time with my children. And, and I know that it, um, I believe it had an impact, you know, um, Say so. to, to be there. So um, 
so yeah, so now I'm just uh, still being my creative self. And um, yeah, that's beautiful. Pretty much it. Thank you for sharing. Um, and just so everybody knows, I'm a talker. I got it from my mom. My mom is a talker. Where conversation mergers, yes, where uh, it's very easy for us to take detours and conversations. And we know that about ourselves. So we actually had a four long conversation, four hour long conversation the other day <laughs> to prepare for this conversation because we know that about ourselves. So we just really wanted to go through all of the, the most potent and important things that we think is important to share. Um, we're gonna do our best today to keep this conversation under an hour. <laughs> um, and if you notice me interrupting my mom with love, please just know that it is with love. She's given me permission to do so. It is all in service of moving the conversation along. And this is something that we've already talked about. <laughs> okay. <laughs> awesome. Okay. So let's get into the body conversation. So naturally, mom, the, the first thing that I'm curious about is you growing up, what would you say you were taught about body standards and beauty standards in your upbringing? you had to be um thin you know it was twiggy was the the icon you know yeah, uh, even just the name yeah. everybody wanted you know and if you look at pictures of what she looked like then you know it's like oh my goodness you know um but it was always yes uh beauty and thinness mm -hmm. so that's that's what I um grew up with and um my my parents were kids having kids and so uh and I had three other brothers and um who were very very athletic and um, I just remember at around age 10, you know, I started putting on weight and, um, you know, trying just to keep up with them. You know, it was like every, it seemed like everything in our household was a competition, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, so I, I started putting on weight and, um, and I was just ridiculed teased and ridiculed every day in my house, which is supposed to be your safe haven, right? Um, and it's, it, it, it just, I just had, you know, would cry myself to sleep every night, you know? Um, I think the only thing that really kind of got me through is the relationship that I had with uh, my grandmother, my dad's mom. Um, she just gave me complete unconditional love and we were just so close. And I, I would not be the person that I am today without her in my life. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so again, I think, you know, and it wasn't like, I, I don't 
remember like people teasing me out of my household. You know, I had lots of friends. Um, I just don't, it was, it was, it was, it was just in my house. And um, where you're spending a lot of your time and where you kind of go to for that affection, ideally. Yeah. Yeah. And it just didn't exist, you know, and my mom uh, was just a very negative person. She still is to this day. Um, And so, you know, like I said, my, you know, parents were really, really young raising us and, um, and I think, you know, sometimes they would even join in on on the or start laughing about something my brother said you know if they make a comment about one of my body parts or or whatever you know and it's just like um you know I I do remember my dad you know would come and apologize to me you know for saying or for you know that wasn't very nice or whatever but my mom um she just never intervened at all um, yeah. just, uh, so I never felt like anybody was on my side, you know? Yeah. And I would go to my grandmother's, like I would spend my whole summers there, you know, and go there pretty much every weekend. And, um, you know, until I got to that age, you know, that teenager, age where it's like oh you know now you want to start doing you know hanging with your friends yeah yeah exactly and I still I think back to this day it's like wow that had to have been such a change for her Mm. um because I we did so much so many fun things together yeah, she taught me how to cook. She taught me how to sew. She taught me how to do crafts and all this stuff. And we would just, you know, I had my first glass of wine with my grandma. <laughs> you also told me the other day that she just like made you feel beautiful. She made me feel beautiful. And we used to play dressed up and, and just, yeah and and just had so much fun I have so many joyful memories um and you know and I think back and it's like that had to have been extremely hard for her for me just to kind of like not be there as much Mm -hmm. and but she never ever made me feel guilty about that yeah or anything it's you know it's like you know she understood and then when we did get together it was just an amazing you know time mm-hmm. so fortunately I had that you know on on the, the flip side in my own house um yeah I just didn't didn't have that it's almost like uh you know, I remember my mom saying to me that when she was 15 and pregnant, um, her mother, whom I never really had a relationship with her, and, um, and I don't have a close relationship at all with my mom. Um, I remember her saying 
that um, her mother just said, well, you're on your own. You're not going to get any support from me. At 15, can you imagine 15 years old? 15. That's so young. Yeah. And so, you know, I know she had it rough and everything, but there, but it was, it was, everything was always in the dungeon. You know, there was no, not even, you know, a light, a glimmer of hope, you know? Um, you know, my parents ended up raising very successful children with all the odds against them, you know, and we learned in incredible, uh, things. What we didn't learn was, um, love, how to feel love, how to show love, how to accept it. Yeah. And, um, and I just, uh, yeah, just went through so many hard now, you know, my brothers, as they got older, or they'll, their wives will tell me, oh, you know, so-and-so feels so bad about the way he treated, um, you, you know, so, I mean, and, and, there's a whole nother thing is um, the ability to ask for forgiveness is just huge. It's acknowledgement, it's validation Mm -hmm. that, you know, okay, you know, you hurt me, you know? Um, And I think, you know, I got that so much from my dad and especially as I you know um was growing up you know early teens or teens young 20s and then moved to California when I was 21 and uh just sobbing just sobbing you know and um yeah, and it's like, I mean, my youngest brother, him and I are very, 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 very close. And he he gets emotional and stuff. And and then um you, you know, my mom has always uh made it clear that uh that she prefers boys and that raising boys is a lot easier and she has no problem telling complete strangers this. Um, in front of me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So mom, I I know you said that when you were were about 10 years old, just kind of trying to keep up with the boys, you, you gained weight, you were relentlessly made fun of. And then I know that you, when you were in your later teens, kind of flipped that coin. Tell me a little bit more about that. Okay. So, um, the way it always went down, it, it was, uh, you know, I'm damned if I do, damned if I don't type of situation in my, in my mm-hmm. household. So if I um, was eating something, I'd get teased for that. If I said, well, I'm going to go on a diet. Oh, 
you're always going to be a fat ass, you know, you're just a whale elephant, you know, you're never going to lose weight in this, that, and the other. And, and then it, it, it was, um, you know, in my, my earlier, um, adolescence, um, it, I was like, well, shit, I'm throwing in the towel, you know, waving the white flag. It's like, I surrender, you know, so if you can't beat them, you join them, you know, so then I got up, you know, to a pretty heavy weight and, uh, and then just one day I decided, you know what, I'm going to do this on my own because this is what I want to do, you know, and the problem is though, is that so I went on you know was keeping food diaries and exercising and you know the weight was coming off and and all that stuff and you know again at that moment it was like okay I'm gonna do this for me and not even let my family know what's going on okay Mm -hmm. but the bottom line was I wasn't doing it for me (laughs) I was doing it to get their acceptance, you know? Yeah. And so, um, you know, it was just never, it was never good enough. I mean, um, you know, I, I remember an instant I was, uh, 16 and, um, was working at a clothing store in, in the mall and I came home and I'm like, mom, look, you know, I went from this size to this size. And, you know, her statement to me was now don't go spending all your money on clothes, you know? So there was, there was never anything. Wow. You know, you're looking good. I would get it from teachers. Um, yeah. You told me that the other day that you would get compliments about your weight loss from teacher and like specific compliments like talking about your like skin elasticity yeah and stretch marks and stuff yeah yeah they would yeah and say wow you're looking real good well you know and of course at that time it's it's it was again me not knowing how to accept a, a compliment right you know? so you know it'd be like well i still have you know i don't even know if i would thank them yeah because I didn't even know how to accept a compliment. Right. Um, well, I still have a ways to go, you know. Um, but yeah, and it said, well, you know, and, and you're young enough, so the elasticity in your your skin, you probably won't get stretch marks, you know. Just <laughs> and these were like men teachers too, you know. Um, absolutely not. Which I mean, if anything like that happened today, forget it, you know, and even, I mean, um, that was them, but I have another, (laughs) that's probably even more terrifying when I was, it was probably, well, Taylor was born in 1989. So yeah, it would have been, uh, 90, 1990. And I was working, um, at an architectural drafting firm. And there had been 
like three or four of us in the company that were all pregnant at the same time. Wow. And I think I went back to work, I don't know, six, I think maybe eight weeks after I had Taylor. And my boss literally comes up to me and says, well, we've all taken a vote and you definitely won when it comes to getting your body back. <laughs> your boss said that to you? Your boss said that to me. And at the time. <laughs> like, I just, that's a, today, that's a lawsuit. That I is know. a lawsuit. Exactly. That is insane exactly. to me. And he would like compliment me like on, you know, different outfits I was wearing at the time. And, and all I thought of at that time was, wow, that was a compliment, you know, because I was yes. terrified at, you know, um, because of my weight struggles. Oh my gosh, what is this going to look like when I'm pregnant? You know? Oh yeah. Yeah. You know? And, um, and it wasn't that bad. I never passed the heaviest that I was when I was 14 years old, <laughs> but, um, but anyway, so at the time that was seen as, you know, a compliment, you know, um, but then again, you know, I'm, I was still dealing with my body issues, you know, yeah. and I know you said when you were like 17, 18, right, you developed some pretty intense disordered eating. Is that right? Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think if, yeah, I'm not sure if it started at 17 or what it was, could have been 18. Um, but yeah, because I had lost, um, all this weight and, um, and I was so terrified of, putting it back on, mm -hmm. you know, I was just terrified. And, um, so yeah, like I started turning to, um, laxatives. Um, I started, um, uh, bulimia started, you know, I used to work at a, um, a movie theater and I'd bring home all the left over popcorn and I would sit and eat it and then go throw it up. Yeah. And um, this continued, you know, over the years. And um, yeah, and I just, I, re I remember once after, you know, I thought, oh, I'm gonna move to California. You know, I'm gonna get this great body and I'm going to be the happiest person on earth, you know, with no cares in the world, you know, anything like that. And it's like, um, I got down like, you know, scary thin, um, you know, my ribs were sticking out and, you know, hip bones and stuff. And, um, and I remember my brother, I was going back home for a visit. Uh, I grew up in Illinois, by the way, um, going back home for a visit and, uh, my brother 
dropped me off at my mom's. I was going to stay with her, dropped me off at my mom's and, um, and said, mom, look at her, you know, she's so skinny, you know, and my mom's like, well, what the hell do you want me to do about it? You know? And then at that point, I just realized that, you know, it was like, I thought this is what you guys wanted. Yeah. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. Like still, like I did all this work and seriously still all this stuff. And because I was doing it for the wrong freaking reasons, I was doing it to, for self ex- or acceptance from them. Right. And not for myself. Did, was I incredibly happy? Hell no. I was so self-conscious and, you know, my self-esteem was still so low because, you know, growing up with, with all of that negativity um, was just, uh, I don't know, you can't, you can't, you're, you're still going to pick yourself apart. And I have done that for the greater portion of my life. Yeah. Yeah. We touched on your mom uh, a number of times in that conversation, but I'm curious when it comes to like body stuff, what was, what was your mom like with her body? What was your mom like with bodies in general? Like, what did you learn from her when it came to body image? I didn't learn a lot from her at all. Um, honestly, uh, I mean, she did teach me how to manage money. I <laughs> take after that and <laughs> that's a good thing. <laughs> um, but I don't remember. She, she was just always um, in such a negative, feel sorry for myself mood all the time. Um, but I don't remember her obsessing about her body or anything like that. Um, you know, she'd say, oh yeah, I have thick ankles or whatever. Um, but so I don't, and, and then it would be like times when, uh, people wouldn't even say anything about me or my body or, or weight. And she would just say, yeah, well, Debbie's just big boned, you know? And it's like, did anybody ask you that question? Yeah. Why are you even doing that? So it was like, she was embarrassed, you know, she felt like she had to come up with some sort of excuse because I was overweight, you know? So I don't really remember obsessing again. Um, I just don't have um, many memories. I know nothing about her childhood. Mm. Um, she just never shared any anything. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you know, I in I, you know, and on the flip side of that, um, again, thank goodness I had my grandmother because she just shared so much with me. You know, she told me about, 
my period and, you know, outside of the little education that we got, you know, in school. Emphasis on the little, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and my mom literally, when I started my period, you know, thank goodness for my grandma, because I knew kind of what to expect. My mom just throws in one of those, you know, at that time we had like those belts that you got to clip. <laughs> I can't so get over that. Bad. <laughs> she threw those at me in my bedroom and said, now this is no excuse to stay home from school and closed the door. So we just didn't talk about bodies. Did not. No. Good, bad, or otherwise, really. No. I, I I recall you saying when it came to like her body and stuff, that was the case. And she was um quite critical of like celebrity bodies or whatever. Just like yeah, yeah say say more yeah. about that. Yeah. Um so it's like, okay, I have a girl crush on um so. Sophia Vergara, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, I think she's gorgeous. And anytime my mom would, would see, you know, uh, like a celebrity or movie star, or, you know, it's like, oh, well, you know, that they have to have had stuff done. She would just like be picking, looking for, um, for, um, uh, blemishes or you know, looking for mm. anything wrong with their body. So yeah, whenever, oh, another perfect example. And this just, you know, was not too long ago. She, she said she was watching American Idol and she's like, um, man, that one girl just, I don't watch American Idol, but, um, so I don't even know what she was talking, who she was talking about, but she said that one girl just has the most beautiful voice, but it's so damn hard to look at her. And I'm like, well, what does that have to do with her voice? Well, she's just, I mean, you'd have to see it. And it's, no, <laughs> no, I don't have to see it. <laughs> you know, that's one of the things I love about um, the voice is that you're not seeing these people, you know, yeah. you're going on their voice. Pure tone, um, yeah. Yeah, so it's that type of thing. Um, I made her this photo album. I was just back there for a week helping her organize and get things together. And I, I made her, her this uh photo album and she's got um now 21 great grandkids um with another one on the way uh one great great grandchild with another one on the way and so I thought well it'd be nice you know to make her this photo album because we had just moved her into an assisted living um And, uh, you know, she was appreciative, which was really cool. Um, But she says, oh, I see you have uh, so-and-so's wedding pictures. And she's like, you should see him now. He's got to be over 300 pounds, you know. 
And then um, it, I, I just said, well, you know what? He's a, he's a big guy, you know? He obviously, you know, could, I mean, you just don't even know how to react to stuff like that. It, it, it's just, yeah, like I've, we grow up talking about and obsessing about weight in all of these ways. And it gets to a point where I'm at in the conversation and what we, you know, try to talk about is like, why is it something we discuss? Like, yeah. why is it? There's so many other far more interesting things about me, about you, about whoever to discuss Yeah, than their weight. So like, why and is that even a why, thing? Yeah, so about? it's a bringing out a negative thing. And it's like, but look how handsome he looks on his wedding day. You yeah. Know, that yeah. just, it does not exist. And then, you know, we went up to uh, her room and- and she says, have you lost weight? And I looked at her and I said, I don't know. I don't know if I have. Yeah. Liberating. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. So, you know, again, it's, um, you know, she's just a ne ne very negative person, um, you know. And yeah, I, and pretty critical of other yeah. people. And yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. yes. And I know that when it came to you, you had concerns of having a daughter and just hearing your response in the interview that you were trained that boys are so much easier to raise. <laughs> But I know you had, before I came onto this planet, you had concerns about having a daughter. Um, what were those concerns? I was terrified of having a daughter. Um, we didn't know the sex of either one of you. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Taylor, we just always kind of knew it's going to be a boy, you know, and he yeah. found, he was born just a solid muscle. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I was just terrified. Uh, number one, because of the relationship that I had with my mom, although when I moved out to California, you know, I, I, I mean, I was clearly broken, you know, um, but when I moved out there, I just made a vow that I am not going to raise my children like this. Mm -hmm. It's just not going to happen, you know? And I think we discussed the other day, it's like, you know, a lot of times what happens is you end up choosing a man who is just like, you know, Someone right. that and our, you or treats you poorly or right that sort of thing. we either continue we tend to when it comes to choosing a partner we tend to either choose the same patterns that we're used to or like totally overcorrect and choose something like totally different and opposite yeah yeah well I was fortunate enough to land one of the most amazing human beings to live on this planet so yeah um but anyway, so I, I was afraid of um, not having that good relationship, you know, that I had like with my grandma. 
And, um, and then I was afraid that if I have a girl, she's going to be born with my body type and she's going to go through all the things I did. And, and this is the, the funny thing is, again, this all helped, happened in my household. It's not like, you know, I remember once all of us seniors in high school, we'd sit up on the stage before, you know, class started and everything. And somebody, and this was when I had lost all the weight, you know, I was a senior in high school. Um, and one of my classmates threw a basketball at my butt and he said, <laughs> and the comment just came out. Well, that's got to be jelly because jam don't shake like that, you know. But that is like the mm -hmm. only thing that I can ever. And then the funny thing is that, you know, that wasn't at the peak of, you know, where, you know. Right. A lot of people would consider that a compliment. Exactly. On kind of when you're, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's funny because, you know, I grew up with all that negativity. It's like, oh my gosh, now, you know, people are looking at my body and, you know, just yeah, judging yeah. and stuff. And um, so, I'm sorry, I lost kind of track. <laughs> what was the you're good. Your concerns of having a daughter and oh, one of the things concerns, I heard is you yeah. were terrified I was going to have your body so, type. Yeah. And I do. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, and I was just petrified. And I remember, uh, you know, when it, you were a girl, um, yeah, I would like hold you and like squish your legs and, you know, and again, Taylor was just a total muscle, you know, and so I'd squish mm -hmm. your legs. And so it was just always in the back of my mind. Um, it, I mean, it just goes to show that, you know, your most influential years growing up, how they just remain with you. Because again, this, this teasing um, wasn't happening outside of the house, you know? Um, but in my brain, I was convinced that you were going to be going through the same thing, even though I made a vow that I will never raise my children in an environment like that. Mm -hmm. So that was just something uh, that I struggled with for decades. Yeah. You know, yeah. You and I went over, um, we kind of took a look in the past and touched on some hard memories uh, that we've had in the past. And, and one of the stories is, um, we'll call it the Hawaii story. Um, Pirates but I think it's really, <laughs> I think it's really important to share incidences like this because of um first of all like how we kind of came out on the other side in this conversation and also just to to really show the impact of like 
when we're still working through our stuff, what projection can look like. So to go into this story, mom, if you're cool, I'd love to tell a bit of my perspective and now knowing a, a little bit more of your perspective and then feel free to, to chime in. Okay. Um, um, may I just say, um, and I won't make this long, but there was a very pivotal moment earlier when you were in middle school. And, and this is very, very important for me um, because I think that it was, it, the light went on mm. and it was something to do with um, eating and, and, you know, I think I would just make comments. It's like, you know, you're making poor choices or blah, 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 or blah, blah, blah. Well, in this particular incident, um, Taylor came down to me and said, um, mom, you really hurt Sydney's feelings. You know, she's bawling. And it just hit me. And, and you know, number one, I, it, it's like, wow, I was, the fact that Taylor came to me, you know, mm -hmm. and it wasn't like, you know, I had done something right because he, that wasn't your experience of boys exactly. and your brothers growing up. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so then I know, I know exactly where we were standing right there by the refrigerator. And um, I think I had a water bottle in my hand and I said, Sydney, I'm so sorry, you know, that I hurt your feelings. It wasn't my intention. I just don't want you to go through what I did. And you looked at me with tears running down your face. And you said, but mom, I'm not you. And I remember dropping the water bottle. And it was just like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. She's not me. Thank goodness. You know? And it's like, I just always felt from that point on, it's like you, you have more confidence and self esteem in the tip of your pinky finger than I do in my entire body. Well, and it's so funny, mom, because we were just talking about like you, we either like continue the patterns or we so overcorrect. And, and one of the things that I want to own is I often made choices to spite you. Yeah. It was clear to me at a young age that you were trained that beauty equals thinness. Mm -hmm. And like when you're thin, you get good attention. So therefore when you're thin, you're, you're valuable. You know what I mean? And I think sometimes for sure. Like I've definitely had a level of confidence in my life, but I think sometimes it was always like, fuck you, I'm going to eat this pasta and I'm going to gain weight. And guess what? I'm going to be confident. And it's so funny because you, you say like you, you would do things and you thought you were doing it for you, but really you were doing it for other people. I had this almost mask of confidence to, to spite you. And I, I, 
I did it as like a, as like an F you of like, guess what? Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to gain weight and I'm still going to be confident in who I am. Yeah. And it's, um, I, I wasn't doing that for me. Look in hindsight, that wasn't genuine confidence. It was rebellion. Um, and yeah, the, the Hawaii story is quite similar just in that I remember we were talking about how we enjoy traveling together and all this stuff. And mom, at one, one point in time in your life, it didn't matter where we went out to eat. You were ordering a chicken Caesar salad. We could be in like anywhere on the planet and that's what you would order. And with no, I just made it with, (laughs) I would, I would eat your croutons. Yeah. And, um, I remember we're in Hawaii and we're talking about how we love traveling together. And I was like, yes, mom, just the one thing is I wish you were a little more adventurous with your food. Cause that's, that's such a huge piece of travel for, for me. And the conversation just went downhill from there. And I, I, I now know your perspective of understanding that I was always setting weight loss goals at that point in my life. This was probably like my early to mid twenties that, that this story happened but I was like working with a life coach at the time. I had had like wellness and weight loss goals that I consistently wasn't hitting. And I was very much stuck in the story that like I was broken and in needed in need of, of fixing. And I had a problem and my weight was a problem and, and all this stuff. And I would share those goals with you because my mom's a fitness instructor. My mom knows exactly how to eat to lose weight and the exercises to lose weight and all this stuff. So obviously you were the person that I came to um, with that stuff. And I actually just feel called to pause in this story really quick for anyone who's watching. My mom and I have had so many conversations since all of these incidences. And there is no longer at all blame or shame. And we've talked about these stories from a really loving place. And it's, uh, I'm just stating facts here. And I need everybody to know that (laughs) I love my mom so much and we have done so much mutual forgiveness. And, um, you know, I, I say all of this with absolute love and understanding and empathy of the situation now, but I remember at least my experience over here, I remember one of the things that I heard you say was, um, well, Sydney, it's just clear that you gained weight and I hate to watch you fail. And to hear that when I heard that was really, really hard. I remember I, I, it felt so insane to me that you and I were in an argument about my weight felt so weird. And I remember like, it got so heated that you left the room you had, you know, we, we needed to like separate the, the fight had gotten so bad. And, um, I remember, you know, on, on my side of things, I remember I was, texting my boyfriend who's now my husband and some of my friends and I'm texting like be honest with me am I fat am I fat you would tell me right like I'm frantically trying to like overcompensate as to to not feel fat because I was convinced that being fat is undesirable and being undesirable is bad and and whatever and um and again from your perspective you're just coming from a I know you have these goals and I know you're not hitting these goals Therefore, you know, that's, that's kind of where that comment came from. And mom, I said this to you the other day, that story would have been so much more traumatic had you not come back the next day 
and said what you said. And what you said was, and I think you were pointing to that in the, um, the comment when I was in middle school of me saying, I'm not you. I think it's very common for parents, specifically moms, to view their children as an extension of them, right? Like it's, it's hard to view your kids as like, they're their own human, they're their own thing. They have their own thoughts and opinions and, and all their own stuff going on. And, and in your apology the next day, you owned, um, you were like, you know, it said, I, I wasn't talking to you yesterday. I was talking to younger me and I'm, I'm so sorry for hurting your feelings in that way. And, um, and you, you said it again, you were like, I just don't want you to go through what I went through. And again, I was like in my twenties in this story. And I just remember looking at you and saying like, mom, no one's teasing me. I'm a grown ass woman. Like I'm not, nobody's, I'm not being bullied. And this was a hard comment at the time. And it was hard when we went over it the other day and it's going to be hard now, but to reflect that the, the only person in my life who has made me feel less than because of my weight was you. And that was the exact thing that you were trying to protect me from. And that projection aspect of thing, it was just so clear in that moment. And that was a really, really difficult conversation for, for you and I to have. And again, I, I want to thank you for having the, the wherewithal within you to come to me the next day and to, to own your stuff. Cause again, had that detail not happened, it would have been so much more harmful. It really would have been mom. I know that that's really emotional for you to hear. Obviously, is there anything that you would like to, to add to that? Um, just that I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry when I think back on it now, it's just, yeah, I, uh, obviously, you know, it's just taken me so long to, to overcome, you know, certain things. And, you know, I'm still a work in progress, but, um, I, we are all, <laughs> yeah, I just, um, I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful that we have been able to discuss these things because, um, you were born for a very special reason. And I truly believe that. And I think you're going to do amazing things and you're going to change a lot of people's lives. Um, and I couldn't be more proud of you. So, um, yeah, I ask for your forgiveness. In any way. And, um, And I forgive myself as well because um, 
because it was stuff that I didn't have control over, you know, and I, so anyway. I think that second piece is actually so important, mom, because, you know, obviously in this conversation, we're talking about some of our darkest points, but there's so much that you did right. There's so much there. You were such an incredible mom in so many ways. And I think in, in a lot of ways, that was the resistance of me not feeling safer, like I could come to you to talk to you about these things, because I was so afraid that you were going to hear that and just only judge yourself based on that information. It's so hard to tell you that you did something to hurt me without it feeling like it negates everything else that you did tremendously, you know what I mean? And so I, I think it's really important for me to hear that part that you are forgiving yourself and no longer blaming yourself and just yeah. totally acknowledging that all of that stuff is because you were a product of your environment and yeah. your mom, all the negativity that you're experiencing around her. We just heard a, a little uh, 0.5% of her life. We, it's clear that she was a product of her environment. You know what I mean? And it's, we can either do the work and, and grow and change ourselves or we can just continue the same patterns. So thank you for being willing to forgive yourself. And thanks for just being a safe space for me to always feel like I can come and talk to. And another thing, just really quick, I don't need to spend too much time here, but I, I do just want to point out um, a bit of privilege in this conversation. I remember we were having this conversation in Body I Love You. And at this point, we had... Um, we had had several conversations around like setting new boundaries. I remember I told you at one point that it would just make me feel a lot better if my body just wasn't a topic of conversation anymore. And I remember that being a really uncomfortable conversation to have. And I remember one of the women in the group, um, this woman was Korean. She stopped me and she's like, Hey, so that's great and everything, but like, that's white people shit. <laughs> and I remember feeling like, like, what are you talking about? And she's like, in a Korean household, setting boundaries with your parents isn't a thing. Telling your parents that you disagree with their parenting or critiquing them in any way isn't a thing. And, um, and I remember just being with that and, and totally hearing that and um, acknowledging obviously her, her training and stuff. And again, going back to like, well, let's talk about your parents' upbringing. And we left on kind of a note of just wanting to be curious about what it would look like. And so is this going to be the case for everybody? No, but that story ended up pretty cool because this woman did end up going to her mom and saying like, I would really love to talk to you about these things when you do this. And when you say this, this is how it makes me feel. And I want to feel close to you and I want to feel vulnerable with you. And as is, this is the thing holding us back. And she was so afraid that in this traditional Korean household, she would get, you know, just that that would have not been a good situation. And she was totally surprised by her mom's response. Um, her mom was extremely open to the information. She was even like, do you want me to pay you to go see a therapist? Like she was so like try, trying to like, oh my God, I'm so sorry, I fucked you up. And by the way, just a PSA for everybody, Every parent fucks their kid up. 
in some way, shape or form, I think it's literally your job. Like, mom, I'm so excited for one day when I have kids to call you and tell you about all of the incredible ways that I'm fucking my kids up because it's gonna lead to growth for them, growth for me, you know, like they, we, we just get to like do so much more work. So I wanted to, to point out that thing. I'm sure that there's a lot of people watching this. So like, yeah, that's not going to be a possibility with me and my mom. I hear you. And what would happen if you didn't stop there? What if, what if, what if there is something on the other side of that conversation? I'm aware that we're almost at time and we still have to talk about body. I love you. So mom, are you down to, to get this last bit of the interview in and like, I don't know. I don't need to put a time limit on it, but lightning yeah. round ish. Yep. yep. So mom and I remind you, I, I love you very much. And thank you for, for doing this and being willing to have this conversation with me. You are being brave as fuck right now. You are putting your ego to the side in service of your growth and in service of mine and in service for the growth of, of everyone and anyone watching this. So truly thank you for your thank bravery. You. Thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be here. Good. So what had you, you pause for a second. My mom took the body. I love you course, obviously uh, not one that I facilitated. It is unethical and wouldn't be beneficial for me to coach my mom in any way, shape or form. So we waited until, um, I was able to train up a couple of brilliant facilitators to run a group without me. And so you took it with the brilliant Jen and Tonya. What had you say yes to taking body? I love you. Um, boy, there was just something, something that just came over me. And, um, I had been in, uh, therapy with a regular therapist, cognitive behavioral therapist. And um, I just didn't feel like I was getting, you know, I dreaded the times when we met, you know, and um, it just seemed like uh, everything is just, was just centered on so much negativity and not really um, coming up with solutions for okay so now what yeah yeah exactly so um so yeah I just I said I'm gonna do this you know and it was like yeah you know it's a little pricey you know but you know I'm gonna do this and then I, I spoke with Tonya on the phone and we just hit it off great and um and it's like then I was just so excited um and I you know, wanted to put my 110% into the program. Yeah. And, um, and I think, you know, people can be, uh, I don't know what you say. It's like, sometimes I, I, I think body, I love you that, you know, people are going to think, oh, this is all about body image and all that stuff. It's so much more than body image it all starts with your brain, you know, and, and, um, and just, you know, um, just concentrating on, on your self-love, you know, and then everything around you just happens, you know, you cannot rely on other people for your happiness. 
it doesn't happen unless you feel it within yourself, you know? So every week I just, oh my gosh, I was look so forward to, um, you know, the, the course, the program. And, um, you know, I happened to be in, in a class with girls that were, um, closer to my age than yours. Yeah. 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 And, you know, and my whole fear going in is, well, you can't teach no dog new tricks, you know, and boy, Mm, was I wrong. Boy, was I wrong. And I enjoyed being with those young ladies. And, and I think the thing that stands out the most is, uh, as far as regular therapy, I mean, you don't know a lot about this person other than, you know, the letters behind their name, you know, mm-hmm. with body, mm-hmm. I love you. It's the facilitators allow themselves to be vulnerable and share their stories. And so, you know, when that sort of thing happens, you kind of step back and it's like, oh, okay you know, this happened to them. And, and, you know, this is something I've been so ashamed of, you know, and, um, and so it's, it's just taken from a, a, a different, it's a different approach. It's a, it's, it's, um, it, for me, it was, uh, was life-changing, honestly, honestly. That is so cool to hear. And what would you say your biggest takeaways from the program were? Oh my gosh. Um, My takeaways is I do not obsess about food the way I used to. I'm ordering things that I just enjoy the hell out of eating at the time I'm doing it and it's not the end of the world. Um, I, I, I realized that I have missed out on a lot of, um, lunch dates with friends, just getting together with them because I didn't want to eat and possibly gain weight, you know? Mm. So, so those are, uh, I miss out on a lot because of that. Yeah. Um, I don't want to do that anymore. Yeah. Um, I, I take, uh, I don't, I don't take, you know, I used to um, just like always be concerned about my looks, you know, when I walk into a room and um And now I feel like just the energy that I have is so much more attractive than anybody could possibly say, you know, and, you know, I do get compliments and stuff like that. But what I've noticed is that the energy that I carry around now is just, it becomes contagious and mm. and it seems like people are more drawn to you you know um it's 
yeah, it's kind of hard to describe, but you know, and even well, and mom, there's kind of an interesting domino effect because I've never asked you to take the body. I love you course. You, I think saw like talking about contagious things. I think you saw that I was on this interesting shift, this ride. Yeah. And I, I think I remember you kind of approaching me of like, Hey, so, uh, I want some of what you're having. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, um, and I totally agree. There is something incredibly contagious about it. Yeah. Oh, it totally. Yeah. So it's like, well, okay. I want to see what this is all about, you know? Yeah. Um, and I just don't, I don't weigh myself, you know, I used to weigh myself every single day, you know, um, it, it, just doesn't matter. I find good things when I walk past a mirror to say about myself. I find good things to say. Yeah. And that just makes me feel better. Um, I just, uh, I most definitely react differently to situations. Um, mm. My mom just being an example. Um, just spending, you know, time with her a couple weeks ago. Um, instead of, you know, when she insults me or, you know, in, in, instead of just getting angry and resentful toward her, mm -hmm. I was showing, showing more um, compassion and empathy. And um, in, in, certain situations where I would have just stormed out of a room, it broke down. And I said, mom, you really hurt my feelings. And I had a darn good. Yeah. Time. Yeah. I remember you saying the other day, how like your relationships have shifted. And, and one of the things that you said the other day that I thought was so beautiful is you were like, I honor myself now. Yeah. I honor my emotions. I honor mm -hmm. my needs. I honor my body's needs. Yeah. And that was such a, a profound thing to think about. Yeah. And, and, um, just an interesting thing about, you know, when, um, I told my mom, she hurt my feelings. She later came up to me and said, I'm sorry. Which Nothing doesn't else, happen. She said, I'm sorry. And then I just cried harder, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, my, um, yeah, my, my relationship with, um, you know, I've just decided, uh, especially at this age, it actually it should start, should have started a lot younger is, you know, but you have, you know, sometimes I, I, allowed toxic people in my life and I think it was it, it it's one of those things that we talked about you know you could ch choose a husband who you know is going to treat you the same way right so but it's like I don't have time or energy I don't want to spend any time or energy with negative people people that don't make me happy and people that I, I just don't enjoy being around and, yeah. and, you know, that's it. Yeah. Um, my relationship with, uh, my husband, 
is uh, he's like, wow, you've just been so patient lately, you know, and bless. <laughs> so cool and weird for me to hear yeah I can't believe I'm not getting blamed for things anymore (laughs) (laughs) so I mean he definitely has um noticed a difference and um and yeah it's just uh yeah it's it's just been um you know I was worried when I came back from my mom's because it took me days to decompress from all of that negativity. Yeah. And I thought, man, please, please tell me that this is gonna, that trip was gonna undo everything, you know, that I got from the Billy program. And, um, And like I said, it took days, but I needed those days and I allowed myself to have those days. And, um, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh my gosh, I'm feeling normal again. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So that was very cool. Yeah. And again, I, I, I just think, you know, when, when you're happy with yourself within yourself, it just, um, it's contagious, you know? Yeah. And, And sometimes it's, you know people don't know how to react to your kindness or, <laughs> you know, it's so true. So true. You know, so it kind of gives them a detour. Oh, well, yeah. we should think about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's so funny. That's such a hilarious point. Yeah. Well, mom, lastly, if there was somebody who was on the fence about whether or not body, I love you was the thing, whether or not they wanted to invest the time, the money, whatever it is, there was somebody on the fence about taking the body. I love you course. What would you say to them? Honestly, I am signing up for another one. First time you told me that I thought you were joking. You're serious. Hell yeah. Oh, I'm dead serious. Yeah. Game. Tony and Jenner are doing another one together. Game. (laughs) Am I going to be in their group? You still won't coach me? I will never coach you a day in my life, mom. No, it doesn't work that way. Okay. I have too many opinions about your life. I don't have opinions about the lives of my clients. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I love. (laughs) I love it. Yeah, what I would say is that I cannot think of a better way to invest my money than into being a more positive person, showing more self-love, and just being happier. You cannot put a price tag on that. And that's yeah. what I got from this program. Yeah. So yeah, I'm going again. Going okay. Again. All right. <laughs> you want to know what's funny? The group that Tonya and Jen are, are leading this, this Billy season is, um, oh, what do we label it? For workers within the beauty industry. Oh. And you, we used to be a hairdresser. Yeah. And so we're talking about a lot of those people, hairdressers, people who do eyelashes, truly, truly anything that um, that leads to, to beauty well, or vanity. Fitness. 
fitness and fitness. I want to do a fitness instructors group. That would be gold. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Awesome. Mom. Thank you so much for doing this. We're only 12 minutes over our time, which for us is actually very good. Um, So thank you so much for being willing to be uncomfortable and do this. We are airing all of our dirty laundry on this call and that is not easy. So again, mom, for for the millionth time, thank you so much for your bravery in doing this. It's been such a pleasure to have you here. (laughs) You're so welcome. I think this is such an important um, uh, thing you got going on here, you know, and, and- I think so too. We- are probably going to be reading books from Sydney Robolata down the road. <laughs> I'm so proud Stay of you. Tuned, I guess so proud Thank of you, you and I love our relationship and I always want it to uh, be open and um, yeah and yeah. I'm so proud of you mom. I, I text Tonya and Jen uh, after our conversation the other day, and I'm like in tears as I'm, I'm texting this to them, but I was like, I cannot thank you guys enough for sharing your heart with my mom. And, you know, obviously I wanted you to take the course for you, but one thing that I didn't even realize is how much you taking the course would affect me and our relationship. And one of the things I said is I was like, she is a different person. And you guys did that. And, um, and thank you so much for being so willing because this is a conversation of, of willingness, right? You have to want it. Yeah. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm so excited to, um, yeah, keep growing. Me too. Yep. <laughs> and you can teach an old dog new tricks. Yes, you can. (laughs) Amazing. Well, thank you so much for everyone who tuned in. Um, Mom, thank you you so much. I I love you and I appreciate you. And we will see you guys next week. Okay, bye. Bye.